Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Thanks for staying up late with us tonight here on Camo X. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And unlike yesterday, because I was over on 97.1 yesterday filling in for Annie Fry. And it was it was fortuitous that I was filling in yesterday uh, because it was all Trump all the time. Because of the uh, literally the unprecedented indictment and arrest and a booking of a former president never happened before. And later in the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the charges, analyze and break down what the charges are and what happens next in this process. So you'll know exactly what's going to happen. If you watch the news and I've tried to watch some of the news coverage of this, most of the coverage of Trump is really just talking about the political aspects and that and the people on the far right are are against it and the people on the far left are all for it. But there's not a lot of actual analysis. So probably in the nine o'clock hour, I'll be talking a little bit about the uh, the Trump situation just to to discuss exactly where this is going to be going from a legal perspective. Uh, also, if you want to call during the show, we've got an interview lined up here in the second segment of uh, this hour. But otherwise, as you know, when I'm on at your service Phone lines are open for any topic because, listen, talk radio is about talk. And it's not just one-way talk. It's two-way talk. So we want to be here for you to see what's on your mind and to talk about the issues that you find important during the course of the day. So uh, after our interview in the next segment, anything that's on your mind, it'll be on our mind as well. 314-436-7900. It's no secret, and, you know, and I've talked about this before. Yes, I'm a huge Star Trek geek. I hate to admit it, but you know what? I'm kind of leaning into it now. It's not a problem. Uh, but today is actually a pivotal day in the course of Star Trek lore. Because in the history of Star Trek, today is what we call First Contact Day. And Matt, well, we, we could take that if you want. Uh, today's first contact day. This is when Zephyrm Cochran meets the Vulcans. Yes, 
I am really displaying my geekness here this evening here on First Contact Day. Uh, so I actually uh, texted a good friend of mine. I wished him happy First Contact Day. Uh, I'm not sure how you're supposed to address someone. I don't know how you celebrate First Contact Day. Maybe by trying to make your fingers go in that certain direction that only Vulcans can do uh, because it is rather difficult. Uh, Speaking of space, though, speaking of space, we're going to move here in the next segment. We're going to move from fiction to reality because NASA has picked up more radio signals from space. And if you watch these uh, stories whenever NASA picks up radio signals from space, of course, a lot of folks start talking about, is it, you know, is it alien? Is it proof of some something else? No, usually there's always a rational, logical, speaking of first contact day with Vulcans, logical explanation for exactly what these are. But the one that just was discovered recently piqued my interest because most of the time when we get these radio signals from space, they're just, you know, quasars or pulsars or something like that in space. And although they're interesting to astrophysicists, they may not mean too much to us regular people right here on Earth. But the one that got picked up this week is actually interesting because it signifies something that we haven't picked up before. And we're going to break that down in the next segment with astrophysicist Ryan Ogliori. We're going to be talking to him about radio signals. What does it mean? What does it point to? Why is it important? And why should we care? And then after that, we're going to open up the phone lines at 314-436-7900. Oh, and I need to mention, again, if you want to reach out to me, uh, I always enjoy getting emails. I respond to them today. I think I responded to... Uh, almost 10 emails they, that uh, came in. So always love hearing from listeners. My my law firm, Harris, Dow, Fisher, and Young. If you want to send me an email there, it's beyoung at harrisdowell.com. That's B-Y-O-U-N-G at harrisdowell, H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L.com. I would love to hear from you. Coming up after the break, astrophysicist Ryan Ogliori right here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. This is Ground Control to Major Tom. You've really made the grade. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. And as I mentioned before the break, NASA scientists talked about this radio burst. And, and a lot of times when when you read information about astrophysical anomalies, for most people, it just kind of rolls over us because we're talking about things oftentimes that we don't understand. That's why I love reaching out to Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University, friend of the show. He breaks things down so that you know, folks like you and I can actually understand what's being discussed. Uh, Dr. Ryan, hey, great to talk to you again, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. Appreciate the chance to break things down with you. So tell us about this repeating radio signal. Uh, a lot of times radio signals can be uh, coming from all kinds of different anomalies, but this one's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, this one is from an exoplanetary system about 12 light years from Earth. So it's actually relatively close in the, the kind of galactic cosmic scale of these things. Um, so this is a, a, a repeating, like you said, a repeating radio burst. Um, this actually goes back um, to the 1950s when we first saw something like this in our own solar system from the planet Jupiter. And further investigations into that mysterious radio burst from Jupiter we found out that that came from Jupiter's volcanic moon Io orbiting uh, very close to Jupiter. And this kind of moon-planet uh, interaction in that case is what was causing the radio burst. And in this case, scientists think it's probably the interaction between that terrestrial planet, terrestrial-like planet, very, orbiting very close to an, an M-dwarf star. Uh, and that interaction, which is causing that repeated radio burst that we're seeing 12 light years away. So to me, what caught my eye as I'm as I'm reading about this story uh, earlier this week, Dr. Ryan, was that, that this is an exoplanet that that is approximately Earth size. And I guess my question is, how is it that we can even determine the size of a planet from a a repeating radio burst? Yeah. So this planet was discovered uh, probably five or six years ago. This planetary system. Um, there's different uh, ways that we discover exoplanets elsewhere in the galaxy, and even there's been a couple discovered um, beyond the galaxy. So um, there's so when that those planets pass in front of their host star, that dims the light from the star, and you see that happening in a regular way. It's likely a planet. It's not necessarily a planet. So um, these three small planets around, you know, small relative to. to big Jupiters we usually find that this one's about 70% the size of Earth. Um, those are found by uh, other means about six or seven years ago. And this time, these astronomers targeted uh, this planetary system to kind of look for this star-planet interaction uh, to find something like this radio burst that they ended up finding. So, and this is, to me, amazing, because one of the things, and you've, we, you and I have talked about this before, that when scientists look at as the planet uh, crosses from our point of view in front of this particular dwarf star, you can actually even tell if there's an atmosphere, can't you? That's right, yeah. If you have really, really high-resolution images, you, you can see 
that planet's atmosphere pass in front of the star from your point of view, just slightly before the planet itself goes in front of the star. Uh, and that, and, and I think James Webb will help us with this. We'll be able to understand that planet's atmospheric composition too. So it's really amazing the things we're learning about planets that are orbiting other stars in the galaxy and the study of planets, their own solar system kind of, um, were the baby steps we took to get to understanding these other planets, these exoplanets elsewhere. We're talking to astrophysicist Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University. And, and Dr. Ryan, I, I want to talk about this. We're still talking about this, this planet that was identified about 12 light years away. And to me, one of the things that, that we see, when, like, for example, there was the recent DART mission where uh, NASA launched a spacecraft to nudge an asteroid out of the way to, to create the possibility of a basically a planetary defense system. But when we saw pictures of those asteroids, we've all seen them. They're basically hunks of lifeless rock, sometimes even ice, or, or if it's a rock composition, it doesn't look like a planet. It just looks like a, a dead rock in space. But in this instance, if this planet that we're talking about here has a magnetic field, or rather has an atmosphere, doesn't that also indicate that it probably has a magnetic field as well? Yeah, and that's where we're inching closer to finding planets like our own, and I think that's why this discovery is so exciting. So um, this is uh, based in models uh, involving some complicated plasma physics, but that interaction between that uh, planet and its star indicates that it has to interact with that planet in a volume that's bigger than the planet itself. And if it had a magnetic field, um, that would account for the strength of the radio burst that they're seeing. Um, and I was reading the paper yesterday. There's possibly some other explanations for that, but they make a pretty strong case that this uh, relatively small planet needs a magnetic field, and that would explain the plasma interaction and the radio burst that they're seeing. And if you have a magnetic field, that would protect um, the planet's atmosphere if it had one. This one's really close to the central to its star, so it's probably not habitable. Um, but seeing a magnetic field and the protection and the, the habitability that that uh, can supply to the planet is a very exciting thing that almost certainly exists in exoplanets, and this is one of the first times we've seen it. And, and that's what I wanted to dive into this topic with you, Dr. Ryan, because for example, around the Earth, let's talk about this, bring it home to something we can relate to. We all know about our atmosphere. It's what allows us, obviously, to breathe and to have life on our, on our planet. But what it, how is it that our magnetic field, given all of the radiation and all of the debris, so to speak, that we, that we encounter uh, from the sun and from other sources, explain how that magnetic field protects the Earth in a way that allows the atmosphere to even exist. Yeah, if we didn't have that, so the sun is spewing out charged particles, like low-energy charged particles called the solar wind. Occasionally it has very high-energy high particles. They're called solar energetic particles that are associated with X-ray flares, and solar prominence is on the sun. So these energetic particles, would um, they're ionized, and so they would hit the atmosphere, ionize our atmosphere, and that would, the magnetic field that's being dragged out by the solar wind would cause that, our atmosphere to eventually be stripped away. And so this may have been what happened to, to the atmosphere on Mars. And if we didn't have that magnetic field, which creates a dipole field um, at the Earth, 
it prevents that from happening. So now those energetic particles kind of spiral along those magnetic field lines and can't, can't interact with the atmosphere quite as well. We, they do a little bit, and we see the aurora borealis where that's happening. If we didn't have the atmosphere or the magnetic field, our atmosphere would uh, interact too much with those solar energetic particles and be stripped away in millions of years, and life couldn't have evolved on Earth. And so it's really important for habitability. And I hate to make a Star Trek reference, but I, I just I just have to do it because when I think about the magnetic uh, the, the magnetic poles that we have here on Earth, it creates kind of in, in Star Trek parlance, it creates shields around the planet that protects our atmosphere and allows it to exist. That's right. Yeah, it, it's our little um, you know cocoon around the planet. Uh, there's a lot of, of seemingly accidents about about the way the Earth has uh, formed, um, our moon, other things like that seem to protect us. Um, there's a book called Rare Earth that I like to read that, that really describes how all of these things that seem like accidents, seem like a coincidence, really kind of conspire together um, to make this a habitable planet. And our, the big question is, how often does that happen elsewhere mm-hmm. in the universe? Exactly. We're talking to astrophysicist Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University. And I remember the first time, this was obviously uh, decades ago, but the first time that scientists discovered exoplanets, it was always these enormous gas giant planets like Jupiter. But now we're spotting, and as you just described, this planet that's only uh, 12 light years away, it's even smaller than the Earth. So, is this the result of our technology and our uh, ability to discern ways of spotting planets getting better over time that initially we could see none, then we could see Jupiter-sized planets, and now we're spotting planets that are even smaller than the Earth? That's right. Yeah, it's smaller than the Earth, but it's still very, very close to its uh, central star. So it's not in that sweet spot, that habitable zone, the kind of Goldilocks zone that we really want to, to find Earth-sized planets, um, we're getting there, and there's future space missions and ground-based observatories. Like, there's amazing space missions that will have um, a star shield. So the trick is you got to spot these planets. You want to do direct imaging, but you got to block the light from that star because it greatly outshines the planet. So there's amazing missions that will, uh, space-based missions that will be coming up in the next few years that will allow us to find those kind of Goldilocks zone, Earth-like planets. We're getting there. Like, the, the progress in this over the last couple of decades is remarkable. So you're right. We're seeing smaller planets. They're getting a little further away from the sun where we can get liquid water forming and these other ingredients that we think are necessary for life as we know it. Um, and we're getting there. It's a very exciting time in the next few years. We're talking to uh, astrophysicist Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University. And you and I... Uh, over the years have talked a lot about the James Webb Space Telescope that's out there now. But aren't we also getting some new radio telescopes online over the next few years? And how will those improve our ability to to see literally what's in the heavens? Yeah, there's there's um, lots of... The, the cool thing that's happening is like the, this was detected by the VLA, the Very Large Array, um, and that's in New Mexico. So What's happening with astronomy is that you don't just have one telescope now. You have a whole array of telescopes. And that was like the Event Horizon Telescope that took that amazing picture of the uh, black hole that we saw a couple of years ago. 
So these are, are observatories across the planet that are distributed, and those uh, they're able to synthesize their images together and create essentially one huge telescope. So that's happening with radio telescopes and other wavelengths as well. Um, that's kind of uh, this huge scale, kind of a planet scale um, telescope, which is really exciting. Wow. Lots to lots to keep track of, lots to discover. Uh, Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University, as we see more of these discoveries on the horizon, and I use that term, uh, pun intended, as we see those things on the horizon, I'll be checking in with you on a regular basis to fill us in. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Great to talk to you, sir. Dr. Ryan Ogliori from Washington University, great to talk to you, sir. Thank you. Hey, coming up after the break, uh, we've got more news, and I want to talk about stuff here that's not necessarily Trump-related, although in the 9 o'clock hour, I'm going to get into some of the legalities of the indictment, what uh, Donald Trump has been charged with and where this is going legally. But what's on your mind this evening? Phone lines are open, 314-436-7900. Call or text at your service. Brad Young, don't go away. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Work or play, KMOX is right there with you. We go where you go. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. And uh, let's go to the phones. Good friend, uh, friend of the show. Hey, Larry, great to talk to you, my friend. Brad, I have a homework assignment for you. Okay, well, I love homework. All right, good. So I'm looking at the Cardinals' schedule. They play in Colorado next week at 210, so that means you will have airtime, correct, <laughs> sir? Yeah, you know my schedule better than I do. Yes, that's correct. All right, I'm going to give you – I know you're a baseball fan. I've heard you say it. Yeah. I'm going to give you five names. You got a piece of paper and a pencil there? I, I got it ready to go. Here you go. Minnie Minoso. Mm-hmm. Bill Mazeroski. Okay. Lou Lou Boudreaux. Okay. Larry Doby. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Tony Lazari. Got it. What do those five players have in common? Uh what do they have in common? That they all had the number eighteen on their jerseys. Okay. They're all they're all in the Hall of Fame. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an entry. Do okay. you have a McMillan's baseball guide? I do not. You do are you familiar with that book? I've heard of it, but I don't oh, have it's one. Fabulous. It's fabulous. They're out of print, but I think they go up to like nineteen eighty seven or eight. So you throw Keith Hernandez in there, and my question is, based upon your homework. Why is not Keith Hernandez in the Hall of Fame? His what? stats, yeah, his his stats are 
equal to or better than mm-hmm. those five players. Well, the only thing that I could tell you about is that because obviously Keith Hernandez is regarded as one of the best defensive first basemen to ever play the game. Absolutely. But in saying that, he also admitted to a lot of drug use during his career, including cocaine, which right. he, which he admitted to. So it was always my assumption that he was not in the Hall of Fame because of his admitted drug use. You know, Ferguson Jenkins admitted to drug use, too, and he's in the Hall of Fame. No, that's a good point. Um, well, you're a lawyer. You, it, we, you have to make good points to lawyers. That's right. So it's he, either that or the fact that he that he was the uh, that he had a guest appearance on Seinfeld. I'm not sure which of he had which more of than those one. two. He had oh, more yeah. than one appearance, of course. <laughs> so Keith Hernandez is the only guy that leads his position in, in Gold Gloves with the love that's not in the Hall of Fame. All the other all the other participants that at their position, one are in the Hall of Fame. Well, so if it's not drug use that's keeping him out of the Hall of Fame, Larry, what is your assessment you know, as to the You cause? know what? I, 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 can't, I can't understand it. Now, we had a, bis, a baseball aficionado that represents KMOX, and he told me that playing first base is the easiest position on defense, which, you know what, they're all difficult. This I is don't believe that. The, the guys hit the ball hard. I don't care where they hit it. They hit it hard. So, you know, Keith Hernandez – had he he was second on this list in hits. He was second on this list in RBIs. He won the second most World Series. One with the Cardinals. One with the Mets. Tony Lazari nationally played with Ruth and Gary and them and won five. Um, he won a batting title. He won an MVP award. Eleven Gold Gloves. Lifetime average of two ninety six. I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot of artillery there, isn't there? Well, there there is. There's a lot of artillery, and and that really begs the question: why he's not in the Hall of Fame? And and other than again, other than the drug use, I really don't have any explanation for that. You know, even if he was doing drugs, it doesn't seem like it affected his play too much. He was still winning Gold Gloves, whether he was blurry eyed or not. <laughs> well. That's true, but I mean, we all know how much the the Major League Baseball wants to punish individuals. I mean, look at look at the reason why that Mark McGuire is not in the Hall of Fame. I yep. mean, his numbers certainly justify it, but the fact that he admitted to using Andro, which is not a steroid, it causes right. your body to make more steroids, but in of itself, it's not a steroid. And he uh, and he admitted to it, but then it wasn't banned at the time that he used it, that in of itself has kept Mark McGuire out of the out of the Hall of Fame, which to me is a crime in of itself. You know, I, I really find it interesting because for years baseball was on the wane when it came to attendance, and they did commercials with the Braves pitchers, Maddox, Glavin, and the other one, uh, Schmoltz. Uh, the, the chicks love home runs. Mm-hmm. So guys started guys started doing things and they started hitting home runs and that's what baseball liked. But then when they found out these guys were having little helpers helping them hit home runs, they chastised them. And none of these guys none of these guys are going to be in the Hall of Fame because of that. So really, baseball contradicted itself, in my opinion. Hey, what do you think? Uh, well, you're exactly right. They contradicted themselves. They continue to contradict themselves. Uh, I, I was talking just last week. The fact that Major League Baseball is trying to embrace online and active sports betting, and yet at the same time, 
they're keeping Pete Rose out of the out of the Hall of Fame, the one yeah. the greatest hitter of all time. They're keeping him out because he had a gambling problem, and yet Major League Baseball is endorsing gambling. So that's a complete dichotomy here that they simply can't explain. Hey, Larry, I got some other folks holding. I need to get to the calls, but uh, thanks for calling in this evening, my friend. All righty. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Dave, what's on your mind this evening? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, Hey, appreciate being on the show, by the way. I like your uh, inputs on stuff. Uh, I'm glad um, you're out there. Anyway, the uh, balloon that happened to go astray and hover over our uh, first Canada, then down in our territory. Well, actually, Hawaii first, wasn't it? And then down mm-hmm. in Canada, over in Canada, and down our territory, over our hover around, doing all kinds of research over our um, secret military areas in several states. And finally, Biden said, go ahead and shoot it down because he had to protect himself a little bit. I think that was a payoff. Because Biden has received millions and millions of dollars from the from the Chinese, mm-hmm. and one of the ways he did it is he uses back men, his mainly his family and friends. <clears throat> you, did you know his son rented his house from him and and uh, Jill that they own for like fifty thousand bucks a month? For so many years, it come like several million dollars, like ten or twenty million dollars or more. But he could have just bought like two or three or five, five or six or eight of them, eight of them. Sure. Instead, okay, this is called in the old days, at least, like with Al Capone, it's called money laundering. It is, and and particularly with regard to Hunter, what I find fascinating, Dave, is how his artwork sells. For five hundred thousand, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, a million dollars. I mean, his artwork sells for enormous amounts of money. And isn't it interesting how often the purchasers of his artwork are from China? I always find that to be uh, amazing uh, because uh, I I never knew that Hunter Biden was a world-renowned artist. Uh, but yet, when it comes to his art sales, they always seem to go to the Chinese. Now, and if I could make two more points. Sure. One, the southern border. Donald Trump was trying to close the dang thing down, and, and he's lowered the the uh, influx of of this drug that's coming from China. You know, the uh, what's it called? Fentanyl. Uh, shoot. Fentanyl, yeah. Okay. Anyway, he lowered that. And so as soon as they got he got in there, his buddies, who are important at Biden's buddies called him and said, "Hey, you got to open these stupid ass borders." And so he said, "Let the floodgates open." And by the way, when I say this, I say all Democrats must be the same on this because not a single one argues against it. And it's killed over a hundred thousand since he got in there of children, a hundred thousand. Yeah, so it's, it's, all, it's, okay? it's, it's definitely a problem, Dave. Hey, we're coming up here on a break. I'm going to have to let you go. But uh, okay. thanks so much for calling in, sir. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm not sure that the the open border is being open to allow for the importation of, of fentanyl. I'm not sure that, that I, w- I would buy into that. But clearly, clearly there's no question that, that mainstream Democrats today don't want to close the border. Kamala Harris is supposedly the border czar, and uh, 
there's been no movement of any kind on securing our border in a way that would prevent fentanyl from coming in. Clearly, fentanyl's coming in, coming across the border. Our borders are practically wide open. I saw a story just today that the that the the masses who are coming across the border is even broadening uh, to other areas that previously weren't seeing illegal immigration. So it's a problem. Nothing's being done about it. And it's something that should be done and should be done soon, because if we don't have a border, we truly don't have a country. And to me, it's just unfathomable how politicians in Washington and many even on the right don't see this as an issue. It's not a, a completely a Democrat issue. There are a lot of country club Republicans who like the idea that we have a porous border because it means cheap labor and it means an increase of labor at below standard wages. And so we've got people on the left who want uh, uh, more Democrat voters coming into this country. We've got people on the right who want cheap labor. And so when you have those uh, forces at play, the result is the problem never gets solved. And that's exactly where we are. And yet most Americans look at it and say, this is a, an, a this is a, it's an atrocity here that we can't simply close our border and that there's no desire on Washington's part to take any substantive action on this issue. Camo X, you're listening to At Your Service, Brad Young in this evening. We've got more coming up after the break. 314-436-7900. Call or text. Again, At Your Service on The Voice of St. Louis. Camo X. At your service, Brad Young, in this evening. And uh, some previous callers touched on a couple of topics that I want to close this segment out on. And one was, of course, we just finished talking about some illegal immigration issues. And here's what, to me, is outrageous. And yet no one seems to find that this is a big problem. I don't know if it's just me or if it's the fact that the mainstream media doesn't cover this. But, for example, Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, just last week, a new law took effect where illegal aliens can vote. Now, they can't vote in national elections because in a national election, you have to be you have to be a citizen of the United States to vote. I mean, that's that's like the ultimate low threshold. We we don't care about anything as long as you're a citizen of the United States. But in D.C., you don't even need to be a citizen of the United States. Illegal aliens can vote. They can vote for mayor. They can vote for any other local officials. They can vote for the attorney general of the Washington, D.C. They can vote for neighborhood advisory boards, regardless of U.S. citizenship status. And to me, that's outrageous that you're going to allow someone who who is breaking the law by their very presence in the country to cast votes for people who make the laws. I mean, let me put it in a different context for you. To me, this is like allowing some cat hoarder lady to be in charge of determining how many pets people are allowed to have. I mean, that's crazy. You don't put the cat hoarder lady who wears a muumuu and has 47 cats living in her trailer. You don't allow her to determine how many pets people are allowed to own. Okay, why? Because they would say you could have 50 pets in your house. And of course, you can't care for 50 pets. 
That's why you don't put cat hoarder people in charge of making those laws. And yet if we allow illegal aliens to vote in elections, aren't you doing essentially the same thing? Now, this was tried in, you know, that uh, the socialist uh, democratic uh, providence or province of New York City. It was tried over there and those got struck down because uh, for various reasons. And these also is being challenged. In fact, a lawsuit was filed just today. Uh, It was filed uh, by uh, basically it's called the Immigration Reform Law Institute. And they filed a lawsuit saying this is wrong. You cannot have illegal aliens being allowed to vote. And so that's how comfortable many in this country have become with saying, you know what, you're a citizenship status. It doesn't matter. Just come on in. Just vote. It doesn't matter. And so when folks, in fact, I think this was last year, there was this complete outrage on the left whenever Republicans or conservatives, because those terms are not synonymous, but whenever Republicans or conservatives would talk about uh, illegal immigration, then and how illegal immigrants, by and large, uh, are, tend to vote when they can vote or when they obtain citizenship status, tend to vote more Democrat than Republican. There was outrage at anyone who suggested that, even though the statistics are pretty clear. There was outrage at that. And yet, if you look in Washington, D.C., there, if you could find 10 Republicans in Washington, D.C., I would be shocked. Uh, it, it's kind of like... Uh, uh, trying to find in, in the Bible, trying to find when Lot's sister turned into a pillar of salt because they couldn't find enough righteous people in the city, uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and God destroyed them. You can find me 10 righteous people. And they said, well, you know what? That's a stretch. I don't know that you could find 10 Republicans in, this, in Washington, D.C. And yet in D.C., that's the situation or that's the place where they're allowing illegal immigrants to vote. And certainly New York City tried that. And again, not a lot of Republicans in, the, in New York City, as we've learned this very week. So in, in that instance, you can see how those on the left are in favor of not only allowing illegal immigration, but giving them the power to vote. And there's only one reason to do that if you think that those particular individuals are going to vote according to what you would like them to vote for. Now, the, the last story I want to get to this segment Another caller mentioned the Chinese spy balloon, and we just learned yesterday, in fact, NBC News broke this story yesterday, that defense officials are now admitting that that Chinese spy balloon, it did collect intelligence from numerous U.S. military sites, even though President Biden said on more than one occasion, all of our all of our information was kept secret. The, the spy balloon didn't collect any information, and yet yesterday NBC News broke the story that that is simply not true. And, and there's a lot of questions that I have. I'm, I'm also a defense technology uh, aficionado, enthusiast, I guess is a better way of putting it. And so when I looked at the situation with the Chinese spy balloon, we allowed it to traverse the entire nation. It went over s- multiple sensitive military sites, including Uh, nuclear missile silos. And yet we did nothing until it went over the ocean where there's literally nothing for it to see. So we allowed it to collect all the information and then shot it down over the ocean. Why? And also, why did we shoot it down with a missile when we could have shot it down with aircraft that fire 
rounds of ammunition instead of missiles, it could have slowly fell to the ground and we could have preserved that equipment in order to identify exactly its purpose, exactly what kind of information it was collecting, and exactly how it was transferring that information back to Beijing. None of that happened. To me, that was a colossal failure. And yet again, the mainstream media does not ever hold this president accountable for things like that. Brad Young, at your service tonight. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this on 1120 Camo X. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.